Hello there, everyone. The one called Fate knocks at your door. It's Hunt back with another episode of Tabletop Recap. Yeah, I'm alone again because we are... My state is keeping us trapped inside. Punishable by law to leave my house. So I'm not really meeting with anyone and my friends don't have mics good enough to do this over with. And even if we did... I mean, it's not like we're playing games anyways. But uh, I do have some more gaming stories for you guys. These stories are from my personal experience, and I believe I'm also going to tell a story that someone sent me. Uh, which should be pretty Gucci gang. Uh, so let's go ahead and get this started. So our first story is actually from... Uh, King of Tokyo, which is a game we reviewed and one of my favorite tabletop games, dare I say games, period, of all time. So I was playing with, uh, I think it was just me and Big Boy Chungus. I don't remember if Connor was playing or not. I think it was while he might have been doing some schoolwork or something. We were playing, and if I didn't roll, like, exactly the number of hits I needed then I was going to lose the next turn, simply because he was in Tokyo with low health and was one round away from having all of his victory points. So, you know how people, when they're gambling, will blow on the dice for luck? Well, I had a similar idea, so I take the King of Tokyo dice, put him by my butthole, and I go, for luck, and then let out this big, sloppy, wet fart all over the dice, and I just, uh... I just sat there, waiting, and he was just staring at me, disgusted. He didn't want to even touch the dice. Just a, a nice little grody little situation. Uh, <laughs> the next story is about playing Risk with Connor, the trading card goblin. So Connor destroyed us in, in Risk. And the reason he destroyed us in Risk was that dude only rolled sixes don't ask me how and don't ask me why the dude only rolled sixes the whole game uh i don't think it was on purpose because he never gets the rolls he wants when we play king of tokyo or other games but that night on risk he was just killing it uh and it wasn't the dice because we were all Well, we, we were all using the same dice, so it wasn't the dice. Or maybe it was. Who knows? It's a mystery. A spooky little mystery. But uh, yeah, he only rolled six all night, and we were like getting mad at him. We were like getting real mad. This next story is about the first time I played poker. So a friend wanted to play poker at his birthday party. And I just didn't know how to play poker. Not that it really mattered, because we weren't betting anything, which is kind of half the fun, but still. So, non-betting poker, he just wanted to play. So we're sitting there playing poker. I have no clue how to play poker. But you don't tell someone you don't know how to play poker, because that's, that's a bad... That's bad. Then they'll call you on your bluffs all the time and everything. So, I'm sitting there... And I have no clue if my hands are good or not. This was, this was years and years ago. And I won like several hands in a row simply because I wouldn't fold. And my bluffing was perfect because I didn't know when I had a shit hand. Uh, 
so really good time there. Very, uh, very classic moment. Uh, there's also a couple Munchkin stories. Uh, I believe we told them in the Munchkin episode, but if you didn't listen to the Munchkin episode, um, there was a time where Big Boy Chungus and I were playing Munchkin with Connor, and I was playing as an elf. And if you're an elf and you help someone defeat a monster, you get to go up a level. Well, I was level 9. Normally, helping someone defeat a monster wouldn't have me go up to level 10 and win the game, but this time it did. So he was like, I need help defeating a monster. And Connor was like, I'll help you for half the treasure. And I said, I'll help you for no treasure, which should have been a red flag, but whatever. So uh, I helped him defeat the monster. And then he was like, Connor, it's your turn. And I said, no, it's not. I win. You just helped me win. Thanks, bud. So we've kind of made fun of him for that ever since, just because he wasn't paying any attention. And speaking of Munchkin... Connor, I don't want to say sucks at it, but he sucks at it. He enjoys playing it, which is good, but he dies every single time. I don't think he's ever won a game just because he dies every single time. And I, he takes risks that he doesn't always need to take. Like when he was battling a monster and then he added another monster to it that he could just barely beat, even though he saw me draw the card that lets you add a monster to somebody's fight. So I added a level 18 to his fight, and the thing was like, you die if you lose to it. And he died, of course. So, poor Connor. I love the guy. Learn to play Munchkin. <laughs> oh, yeah, but those are just some, uh, some classic stories from our recent tabletop gaming sessions, except the poker one. That one was a bit older. But uh, next up is a story from Reddit. Yeah, so I was sent another story on Reddit. And remember, if you want to send us any of your tabletop gaming stories that are funny or interesting or anything, be sure to send them to us at uh, b3podcasts at gmail.com. That's B, the number three, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S, at gmail.com. So... Now, here's a story that was sent to me by Creasing Unicorn on uh, Reddit at RRPG. It says it's one of their worst RPG stories. My wife was DMing a group of players in a D&D 5N campaign, where every character was going to play an awakened dog for a bit of a fun one-shot idea. Each dog essentially gained the abilities of a full adventurer to go on a quest and find their owners after all the humans in the village disappeared for some unknown reason. At the same time that they all got the ability to speak and use magic. But it was a fun idea. And the players were all very into it. Each person wrote at least a page, sometimes multiple pages of backstory and motivation that really gave depth to the characters before the game started. Everyone was super excited once the game started and the players were ready for a fun yet serious campaign to play as a cute dog. Cue session one. And as soon as the first dog introduced itself to another, the player said, Hello, round pupper. I am Potato Pupper. I'ma give you a heckin' bork. The player literally said those exact words. The worst part is the other player then responded, Hello, Potato Pupper. Hello, friend. And the entire game devolved into this insufferable dog meme speaking contest. No matter what the DM did, the players continued to talk like this, to the point where nobody was paying attention to the game anymore. Eventually, the players got frustrated when the game was not progressing, but they refused to speak normally, 
and the DM continued to try to get them to take things at least a little seriously. But most of the players just ignored it and dragged the party around to do random dog-like things. Like chasing cats or sniffing garbage in-game. It was clear that half the players were really not having fun, but the ones that kept the gag going would not stop, so the DM had to end the game and disband the group after the first session. It was a wild ride, and I was only spectating, but it was insanely frustrating to watch meme culture literally ruin a perfectly good game of D&D. I'm so sorry, Creasing Unicorn. Uh, give your wife my condolences. It sounds like a fun campaign. Uh, give her a heckin' bork for me. But uh, today I actually did end up playing D&D Online, and if Kami or Karen are listening right now, this is where you have to stop listening to the podcast, my friends. I'm really, really sorry, but there are going to be spoilers for my upcoming campaign, One-Shot Giants and Jelly Beans, based on the Rick and Morty episode, which Karen has not seen, thankfully, so she won't be able to metagame like they tried to do today. So... In Giants and Jelly Beans, the adventuring party goes to a poor village that needs riches from the giants. And it was really funny. So they went to this tavern to get info. And I kind of expanded the world a little bit. I made the whole town's economy based on jelly beans that actually grow as crops. Uh, and then the <laughs> my players were asking questions in the campaign to an NPC bartender. And they were like, so... Everyone in the town only eats jelly beans? Like, do you use the jelly beans as currency? And the bartender was like, We export them, dummy. Like, my players just totally forgot how economics works. <laughs> and they were just being stupid. <laughs> then they got the quest to go get riches from the giants. So they went up to the... Uh, Beanstalk broke into the house just like in Rick and Morty. The giant died. They got blamed for it. Uh, a group of cloud giant guards came to get them. And of course the idiots fought the cloud giant guards. Two level five players. Five cloud giants. That can attack twice each. So after like one attack... Uh, or after one giant had its round, one character was at 3 HP, from max to 3. Insane. So they eventually had to surrender. And when they did, uh, they went to prison. They got interrogated, where they actually confessed to breaking and entering. With barely any prodding. They asked about the murder, and then they were like, all we did was break and enter. Like... Guys, if you're asked about one crime, don't confess to another. Then they had a trial, and I did do a whole questioning thing where, like, the prosecutor and uh, their public attorney would defend them. Uh, <laughs> and that was fun, because not only did they confess to multiple crimes, but I do think they convinced the jury that they didn't murder the giant. But uh, they confessed to breaking and entering an attempted theft, but also... So if you've seen the Rick and Morty episode, they're supposed to get off scot-free because they weren't read their rights. But in my campaign, Big Boy Chungus legit almost got held in contempt. Insane. And then we were also playing with uh, Jesse from Project Godzilla. Check out the Project Godzilla YouTube channel. And he, <laughs> his ranger was like, 
I didn't know that anyone could be in the house. And the, the prosecutor was like, you didn't know people live in houses? You expect us to believe that? And he was like, I'm sorry. He like broke down on the, when he was testifying. But they were let go because they weren't read their rights. And then they went to the Thirsty Step, which is the tavern. And things kind of happened differently in the tavern because they both play as adults. Well, the Mr. Jellybean actually gives them a quest to go get him a kid named Timmy McInnocent from the town and bring it to the castle. Well, they do abduct a kid. They just abduct the first kid they see. And when they get to the castle and deliver it to the king... It's not Timmy McInnocent. They were supposed to question this kid, find out where Timmy is. The kid is not Timmy McInnocent. His name's Connor. He got completely... They just picked up the first kid they saw and just took him to the castle. And the king was like, good enough. So the kid gets taken into a side room for stuff later. <clears throat> and the, <laughs> the Jelly Bean King is like, no witnesses. So instead of giving them uh, each 200 gold like he promised... He has the guards attack them. And the guards rolled garbage. They were fighting like eight guards. And the guards rolled like threes consistently. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't hit them. Eight guards. There, four on each of them. No one, no one's, oh my lord. It was insane. It was actually insane. So they eventually eliminated the guards. Uh, Jesse took a lot of damage, but they had gotten a long rest in prison. Uh, Jesse took a lot of damage. He would have died if they didn't get that long prison rest. But then they go up to the Jellybean King and they're like, give us our money, give us our money. And he's like, oh, I don't have any money. The kingdom's broke because the Jellybean crops dried up, which was this whole story. Uh, so they take the king's garb. Like he has this cloak, crown, and... Uh, scepter that are all legendary items the crown is like plus three to intelligence as long as it's worn the cloak is plus three to uh wisdom as long as it's worn and the scepter is a two charge 24 hours for each charge item where it's plus three to charisma when used it's called the diddle scepter king's uh king's cloak and a jelly bean crown yeah good stuff good stuff but that's what they uh that's what they did. And then they leave the castle. Check this out. Check this out. They leave the castle, go their separate ways. One goes to one tavern to get with jelly bean chicks. Another one goes to the other tavern to trade his legendary items to get drunk. And you want to know the best part? Neither of them saved the kid. They left the kid in the castle with the jelly bean king they left him in the castle with the jelly bean king so you know something happened to that kid they just left him there they didn't get any riches for the uh people but they did free him from their king well they were supposed to free him from their king but they didn't so Oops. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. Uh, sorry, everybody. 
But yeah, I'm probably going to have to cut it short for today. Normally, I like to make these 30 minutes or longer, but, you know, I just didn't have, I just don't have the content right now because I can't go out and play games with my friends and stuff. And, uh, I really don't want to do whole episodes of just reading Reddit stories. I really, really don't. Uh, I can talk about some future episodes we're going to have. Um, we're going to do King of New York. Smash up with some expansions, Fallout, Monopoly, the Fallout role-playing game. Uh, what else are we gonna do? The Godzilla card game, the Munchkin trading card game, the Pokemon trading card game. We're gonna talk about the Magic: The Gathering Theros set. We're gonna have to talk about the Magic: The Gathering Godzilla cards at some point. If it's Kaiju, I want to talk about it pretty much. We need to do Hero Clicks sometime. Uh, there's plenty more Dungeons and Dragons episodes to come once we can meet for regular play. Once again, because uh, Karen and Kami only want to play in person, and I totally don't blame them. Uh, but still. So, there's a lot to come. Don't, uh, don't unsubscribe. I just, I'm just trying to keep this thing alive while this horrible pandemic is going on. So wash your hands, stay safe. Uh, thank you all very much, and I will see you next time when fate knocks at your door. <laughs>